It's offsides, Mark Ryan. Without Mark Ryan. Diesel, Brandon. It's hard to get over some of these things like you say it over and over and over again. I think I said yesterday the wrong text line. Twice. Twice. Rookie mistake. Rookie move. Which I think is the exact word to describe the move that the San Francisco 49ers made in moving on from defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. You guys realize that he had the San Francisco 49ers as a top 10 defense, the 10th best defense in the league in his first season with them. And he held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in regulation. I understand his defense didn't get it done in overtime there, but is that really on Steve Wilkes or is that on Patrick Mahomes? I know that our very next guest, Cole Bryson, at the Cole Bryson on Twitter, is burnt up about this as well because I literally just saw you retweet it, Cole. How bad of a move is this? How bad of a look is this for the 49ers to make that move? I don't know what the reasoning is, Diesel. I mean, what 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 could you say warranted letting go of Steve Wilkes after one year? I mean, we saw what he did in Carolina when he was named the interim, right? And then uh, for him to, to, to only last one year in San Francisco, I have no idea. I must have watched a different Super Bowl if, if you're telling me that that warranted firing your defensive coordinator. That's crazy. Steve Wilkes must have thrown a punch at somebody in the locker room. You know, he must have said something egregious about somebody's mama because you just don't do that with a coach who has the pedigree and, and has the defensive rankings there to prove that he is elite at what he does. So bad move for the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to rue it just as much as the Carolina Panthers did. But Cole, you uh, you know as well as I do that the offseason – is no there's no such thing you know there's no such thing as the offseason when it comes to football around here maybe with the nfl yes definitely not with college definitely not with high school football i brought you on today because man there is so much going on with high school football coaching changes around the upstate and i kind of want to go through these individually one by one and see if you can give me some more context on the uh, the five W's, the Y, where are these guys going? What are they going to be up to after this? Uh, talk to us about Greenville High School's new head coach. Yeah, a little uh, a little familiarity, if you will, Diesel, is with Greenville High School, with Greg Porter leaving and going to Lawrence. You know, we talked about just a couple of weeks ago when you and I hosted, we talked about that day how big of a job Greenville was and if it was a lot better now that Greg Porter uh, prove that you can win there, and I think the answer was proven because they go out and hire J. Bo Shaw, the the brother of Connor Shaw, uh, former South Carolina quarterback. J. Bo played at Georgia Southern in college, and uh, it is a big hire. He was at Wayne County prior to coming to the Upstate, so uh, you, you're hiring somebody that's uh, played recently, uh, a proven winner. What he did at Wayne County in just a couple of a uh, couple of years. They had three wins the year before he took over, and he, in a, in a very short period, turned them around into a really good program. So that's about as good as a hire as Greenville could have uh, could have gotten. I'm not saying Greenville is not a, a destination job, but um, late in the game like this, I didn't know that Greenville would hire somebody uh, of that caliber. They certainly did, and uh, I think that I think in the world of transfers and high school football, I think that that'll be a good hire long-term because I think there'll be a lot of kids that want to play for him. Uh, I think he'll create a lot of energy around that program at Greenville. 
Well, you had me all the way up until the point you said he was a Georgia Southern grad, man. You lost me at that point. Now, he, he's got one hell of a pedigree. And, and hey, maybe if uh, maybe some South Carolina fans want to be close to the guy who was close to the guy, you go and see J-Bo Shaw coaching there at Greenville. Uh, talk to me about Gaffney's head coach, Dan Jones, announcing that this is going to be his last season. Uh, where do the Indians go from here? Do they go uh, to an internal hire? Obviously, they've got time here. Uh, but do you predict yeah. them going for an internal hire or uh, or going more of a region or statewide search? Yeah, if I had a guess right now in February, I'd say they don't they don't go internally. And uh, you know that's something that will be discussed all season long this year. As uh, Dan Jones, the most decorated you know football coach in Gaffney program history, that that is uh, huge news that broke last night. And uh, I think of this with him leaving. That, that Gaffney job, man, it, it's up there at the top in terms of uh, the entire state of South Carolina. That That's one of the, uh, I would say, the most attractive jobs when it opens at the end of the year. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't, to answer your question, I don't think they hire internally. I think they'll, I think they'll look around the upstate as well as the state. Uh, there's a lot of good options. I know there's going to be a lot of speculation all year uh, about who the next guy will be, and it'll be interesting to see what teams and what programs uh, perform well this year because, you know, probably the guys who are doing well, uh, like the Page Walfords and the Bennett Swaggers, uh, those will probably be at the top of the list in terms of the uh, rumor board, if you will, for who could get that job next after Dan retires. But, uh, you know, with, with Dan being his, his last year at Gaffney, man, he's uh, he's already the most winningest coach in Gaffney history, but for him to be able to have a chance with a, with a transfer quarterback, and Javon Gilmore coming in from Ben Lippin, he has a chance to really go out on top. And, man, that'd be a lot of fun if he could. Uh, he has done so much for that program and, and, and been very, very consistent uh, as he's led that football program. But, no, definitely a, a big, big breaking, uh, a big piece of breaking news last night. It'll be interesting to see when the season ends uh, who, who they indeed go with. Yeah, talk about, you know, that's got to be one of the most highly sought-after jobs or will be one of the most highly sought-after jobs in the state to take over there at Gaffney. I mean, you got incredible facilities. you got incredible fan support. And like you said, having the team and having the roster in place, it's like getting the keys to Ferrari, to a Ferrari. Uh, you just this morning retweeted the news that now Chesney's Clay Lewis has announced his plans to retire. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was a little bit of a surprise. So I talked to somebody at Chesney today, and this morning Clay Lewis woke up at 5:30 like he normally does, and he called uh, the superintendent uh, within the hours of six to seven o'clock, very early this morning, and uh, informed him that he would uh, go ahead and announce his retirement. So it's something that had been rumored. I heard a rumor about it about maybe a month or so ago. Uh, did some digging, was told that Clay Lewis is coming back, and, and what Clay Lewis evidently said this morning was that uh, two weeks ago he was coming back. But there's just some things that are uh, going on with his personal life. Nothing bad, but uh, he wants to spend more time with his wife and family, and uh, that's a, a job opening that's, man, we're late in the game. I know it's just February, but uh, in terms of hiring, it's kind of late in the game right now because – you know, spring ball will be here in just a couple of uh, months, and uh, you've got to get somebody in quick who can uh, make a connection with these kids and, 
you know, that's a, that's not a terrible job at Chesney, especially now with the, the, the reclassifications and Abbeville. I mean, that, that's not a terrible job. I think it, I think it'll be sought after. And I think there'll be a good number of uh, applicants. It'd be interesting to see who they hire this late in the game. If they, if they uh, maybe promote somebody within or uh, go look outside, but Chesney's a good job over there uh, in district two. Uh, now, with Travis Miller stepping down as head coach uh, at Wade Hampton, and what, what do you think is next for the program as a whole? Now, we know about the 25-game losing streak being snapped in 2022 and them only winning four games that year. Who do you think could step in and help the program? Brandon, it, that, that's a question that if they could answer, <laughs> I think they would all get a pay raise. And, and no disrespect to Wade Hampton, but – Man, if you've seen them play and covered them over the last decade, as I have, they – I hate to say this, but it really doesn't matter who they hire. Uh, they just don't have the, the – they don't have the talent. They don't have the, um, the the fun. They don't have the all-around support at that high school in terms of facilities, uh, assistant coaches, what you can pay assistant coaches, the list goes on. Uh, that, that's a tough place to win. There's somebody out there who will want a head coach's job bad enough that they'll go uh, and they'll take the job. Somebody's got to coach them, right? And, again, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but Wade Hampton is, is a tough place to coach. And, you know, we, we, we saw Matthew Rochester turn Riverside around. So you can win in Greenville County, but Wade Hampton, it's going to take a lot to win there. I just don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon with what's walking those halls. Um, it, it's going to be tough to – if I'm an assistant coach and I'm happy where I'm at, I, I think I'd probably stay as an assistant before I go to Wade Hampton. But Travis Miller, on that note, uh, going to York uh, Comprehensive High School is now the new AD. And uh, Travis getting out of coaching, man, he's uh, he's one of the best coaches around. Was at Bowling Springs, the offensive coordinator for a while, and uh, took them to a state championship. So uh, they're losing a good one. That's my point, though. Travis Miller's is one of the best play callers around, and uh, you saw how hard it was for him to win at Wade Hampton. So that'll be a tough, that'll be a, a tough place to go win. Uh, to answer your question, Brandon. Cole, to follow up on that question, uh, who's a program that Wade Hampton could look at? I don't know if this happens at the high school level around here, but you hear it happening in college ball all the time where a coach will say, hey, I went over here and I learned from this coach or I went over there and learned from that coach. Uh, what's a yeah. program that Wade Hampton could look at as a template for a school that really is doing more with less and, and finding some I, success doing it? To answer your question, I'd probably say that they would need, if they want to win quick, this isn't going to be the answer that people want to hear, but they would probably need to look at J.L. Mann because J.L. Mann has – uh, they flipped that script really quickly. Now, they haven't done it by finding the kids who are walking the halls. Uh, they've had a lot of transfers with the uh, transfer rules in Greenville County in terms of the, the zoning. It's a little bit different in Greenville than it is in Spartanburg County. But uh, I would probably say the only way you're going to win at Wade Hampton in the near future is if you bring a coach in who has enough draw and uh, respect around the county that can bring in some transfers. And, and again, I know that people don't love all the transfers that happen at the high school level, but uh, you're going to have to have a coach that comes into that program uh, that has a little bit of swagger, that has a little bit of uh, uh, history and getting guys to come with him wherever he goes. Somebody like a Greg Porter that 
uh, can bring transfers in or a Brian Lane. There, it, it's going to take a, a coach that can bring some guys in from other schools that can get them some uh, opportunities playing and starting uh, to turn that program around. Cole, now you, you sent me some notes here before the show started, and uh, you told me that uh, new classifications are out. Uh, were there any big surprises among those reclassifications? Is there a school that kind of really got screwed by being put in a really tough classification? Well, there were a couple that went back to the high school league later on and appealed, and a couple did, uh, a few schools in our area did win those appeals uh, in terms of being you know, sent down or sent up. I think the most interesting, though, Diesel, is uh, we, we follow, especially coverage in Saturday Scramble during football season, we follow uh, Southside Christian and Christ Church and, and St. Joe's, three schools that have been so dominant as of late. Uh, and, and we saw what Christ Church has done with Quinn Hatfield the last few years. But I think the most interesting thing to me about the reclassifications is those guys moving up to 3A. Uh, you know, with them with them being able to run the table at the 1A level, are they going to be able to do that same thing at 3A? I think I think they'll still be competitive, but I think there will be a lot more balance for sure. Um, a lot of uh, – you're right, to answer your question, the classifications are out. We just don't know what the playoffs will look like yet. The high school league, you know, how they operate, uh, you would think. I've heard a lot of coaches uh, voice their frustrations, Diesel, that – they should have probably let us know what the playoffs were going to look like before they came out with the classifications. However, they hadn't done that, and I was told they won't do so until April or May. So it's going to be a while until we know what the playoffs will look like, until we know uh, if there are going to be you know, two divisions in 5A and what those divisions will look like, like we had a few years ago. Uh, but it's the high school league for you, so we'll probably get an email sometime you know, late, late April or early May and uh, hopefully be able to have a little bit more light in terms of what the playoffs will look like, but it's going to be it's going to be fun to cover this year with the new uh, with the new classifications. So much movement. A couple of charter schools like Mountain View Prep now in 3A ex- uh, getting accepted into the high school league. That'll be a fun story to follow as well. But you're right to, to what you said when I came on. There has been a ton going on this off season, and uh, now with Chesney being open this late, it's going to be fun to see who they hire as well. Now, Cole, I want to shift gears just a little bit. We all know you're a big Dallas Cowboys fan, and I want to say I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, there has been a lot of talks that Dallas could, I'm not saying it's po- going to, but there's a, they could possibly look to move on from Dak Prescott. Now, if that does happen, what are the next steps for the Cowboys at the ha- at the helm? Do they draft their potential future in the draft, or do they go after a veteran like a Kirk Cousins? Listen, I, to answer your question, Brandon, if, if Dallas moves on from Dak Prescott, I, I would probably um, offer to, to buy you and Diesel both a steak dinner. I just don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. It, it, I don't think it should happen, nor do I think it will happen. I don't think there's a world where they move on from him in this contract season. Now, he's going to get a new contract, and at the end of that contract, I do think that they'll move on from him. But he will get another contract, and you're right. I am a, uh, I am a, I am a fan, so I have to keep my uh, keep my opinions neutral and non-biased as much as possible. But it's, it, you know, as frustrated as we have been uh, with our, our performances in the playoffs, you can't get rid of Dak Prescott. You you can't go find a quarterback. People who say you should get rid of Dak Prescott don't follow the NFL. I mean, there's 
quarterbacks don't grow on trees, and uh, the part of it is to win a Super Bowl. I mean, if they can't do it, they listen. Everybody gives Dallas heck, but Dallas won a Super Bowl more recently than San Francisco, so it's hard to win a Super Bowl. Quarterbacks don't grow on trees. Is Dak the best ever? No. Is he the guy that can lead you to a Super Bowl? Maybe not, but you can't get rid of him hoping you're going to go out there and find a quarterback. There's a there's a, a dozen or more franchises right now that would sign up to have Dak Prescott lead their football team. Um, he, it, you know, it, hopefully, hopefully for my sake, um, he can he can get over that hump in the next few years. But I have no doubt they'll give him a new contract. Cole, you're starting to sound a lot like Clemson basketball fans who ask the question, well, how could we do better than Brad Brownell if we got rid of Brad Brownell? I mean, to be fair, San Francisco just went to the Super Bowl with the last pick quarterback in the league. Maybe, maybe it's time to move on. Maybe it's just time to move on. And as much as I love a a great steak dinner, Cole, I would settle for a sleeve of Reese's Cups, you know? Well, listen, the Reese's Cups will work, but my, my uh, you know, my pushback on that is, Diesel, I hear you, I, I hear you, but how often does uh, Mr. Irrelevant, how many times in the history of the NFL has Mr. Irrelevant made it to a Super Bowl? So I'm, I don't want to take my chances. I don't want to play fate that way. I'd rather, I'd rather stay safe with who I have. Uh, I just don't know that you're going to find a quarterback that's, you know, that, that can win as many games and be as competitive as what you have. Maybe I'm conservative, but, uh, you know, that's just a big risk for me to take. Hey, Cole, this is the NFL, man. They are all hunting and pecking and hoping that the guy that was good in college is going to be good in the pros. Most of the time, you just don't know. You know, you you got to pick somebody and hope for the best. He is Cole Bryson at the Cole Bryson on Twitter. Can't wait to get you back on the air and uh, and doing the Saturday morning scramble. Man, we love listening to that show. I love listening to that show. As somebody who didn't grow up, in the upstate, so I don't know uh, the histories, the deep histories behind so many of these high schools. I feel like I'm getting a, a history lesson and 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 hearing it from somebody who's got the passion and the knowledge, the deep-seated knowledge to really get somebody into it who's just moving here. Cole, you are a legend around here. We appreciate your time each and every week on that show, and we appreciate your time here on this show as well. Thank you so much. Diesel, appreciate you, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. That is the Cole Bryson. Find him on Twitter.